Hi and welcome to another episode of Coffee with Mirko, episode 47. Um, thank you for being here. I appreciate you. I hope you're safe. Hope you got your coffee and be ready for another amazing interview today with Patrick Rolfe from April Coffee. So I'm very excited to have Patrick on and uh, I'm very excited to have you on. Hope you're safe and I'm really looking forward to uh, having more of these episodes uh, if you've been enjoying our streams, feel free to take a screenshot, feel free to reshare this uh, podcast and episode hours anytime you want with your friends and family. And, uh, I will now send the invitation to Patrick and he will be able to join very soon. I just had a chat with him. Uh, he thought it was in 10 minutes right now, but there's no drama. He's such a busy man. Um, again, hope you're safe and it's good to see you all coming back for the live stream that we started a while back. And uh, yes, I really appreciate when you guys reshare it, repost it and just have a good attitude about it. And just we're just trying to grow this coffee family, uh, this coffee community. And I really appreciate each and one of you a lot. It means a lot when you just telling people, hey, check out this podcast, check out this, uh, these live streams. So like I said, thank you again. Very grateful. Uh, if you're new, just feel free to stick around. This is not a usual time that we go on live, but uh, it's a time that we decided with Patrick and we'll be able to be joined by him real soon. Uh, he's, uh, it's always a little bit of, uh, how can I put it? I'm just saying drama with those time zones. Sometimes it's a little bit complicated, but like I said, it is what it is. Um, feel free uh, to check out our previous episodes. Uh, we recently spoke with Chris Backer, an amazing individual that has an amazing values and amazing views around entrepreneurship and the coffee world. So that was definitely a killing episodes for for us um but yeah this is this is us we started this live stream uh not long ago <laughs> hopefully we managed to get uh to get patrick on uh sometimes there's some hiccups and uh and that's okay acceptance there's seventeen thousand kilometers between uh between me and Patrick, so, you know, it is what it is, but it's good to see you. Uh, Shiva, I apologize, I won't be able to go on live stream with you. Um, I'm waiting for Patrick. Uh, big shout out for who's in the house, Coffee and Carrot, Naked Barista, Shiva, Soraya, Coffee Corporate, Eat the World, Tanti, and yeah. If you're new, feel free to drop a hello in the comments. Feel free to drop a, hey, I'm from here, I'm from there. Tell us where you're from and we'll be able to chit chat whilst we wait for Patrick. It's, um, it's always, here he is. We got the man in the house, speaking of him. So we'll send him, we'll send him a request. Oh, finally, no. I'm sorry for that, my friend. 
Nah, man. No, I was, I was thinking cool. 11, but then, no, clearly not, right? <laughs> That's okay, man. How are you, man? It's such a pleasure to have you on. Oh, thank you. For, thank you for having me. No, I'm well. I'm well. I just had a morning shift in our, our new coffee shop, which is <laughs> interesting. Um, always really fun. How are you? Uh, yeah, I'm good. Thanks for asking. And thank you for giving us, uh, you know, 40 minutes of your time. I know you're super busy. New shop, still working out, probably workflows and machinery and all of that. So I appreciate mm -hmm. you for that, man. Um, first and foremost, uh, how are you and your family as far as the virus go? And uh, uh, Simon Barista says compliments <laughs> on the new show. Yeah, Simon, you have to you have to come up once you're when you when you're in this part of the world again. Uh, no, I'm well. Family as well. Like everyone as well. I think uh, Scandinavia has been through a, a pretty good ride, like a pretty positive ride. Still, I mean, it's been quarantine, of course, which is um interesting thing for business but in our case it was basically it was kind of exactly what we needed right so for for those of you that don't know we just opened up this um well coffee shop let's call it that um here in here in copenhagen our flagship store and um that was as a dir direct result of corona basically so we went into quarantine in the mid of march here in copenhagen and um i needed something to do the team needed something to do we knew we would have less roasting to do um so we basically signed a lease for the contract first of april uh and then you know we played around and, and did a shop basically right so um yeah it's been pretty good uh, that that is so against the common you know the common behaviors of people you know a lot of people go uh, in business they go defense when it comes to these things you went full attack yeah basically right and i think it's uh, i love it it's for a few few different reasons. First of all, one, I don't I don't believe in in, in being passive, and and uh, it's also, I mean, let's first state that no one wanted Corona. It's been a shit time. I mean, it's it's nothing positive with with that, and I would rather not have had it. That being said, um, going into Corona basically means we have a lot of time. Um, having time is a good thing, right? Time is a is a scarcity these days, right? And Whenever you have it, you have this amazing opportunity to actually do something productive with it, right? Uh, you know, where I don't understand people that have just basically been been home complaining for for the last months, right? Because you have finally have time to do whatever you want to do. Sure, you can't travel, but there's still a lot you can do in life uh, that is, is you can do right here, right? So uh, that's been it's, been it's been an amazing time. I mean, shit for business, right? But apart from that, it's been been super. Uh, yeah, I, I, man. I mean, I'm not going to follow my questions. I think this is a, this is a super good conversation. I think I, I'm in the same boat, right? I mean, I lost 95 percent of my business uh, overnight with COVID, but at the yeah. same time, it gave me the opportunity to start this podcast series, these interviews, meeting, connecting with a lot of coffee, amazing coffee people like yourself that I've mm -hmm. been always looking up to, and uh, now I'm also working on a second project and. Uh, well, which I'll reveal later, later down the track. But yeah, you don't, yeah. You don't, don't want to do it now. <laughs> what I, is I'm the, doing I'm, it now. I'm, I'm curious. Like, what's the second project? I'll, 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 I'll text you a message because I actually would love you to be involved. So I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll keep it in the private. <laughs> um, yeah, sure, sure. But yeah, soon to, soon to be revealed. Um, but yeah, I mean, just to give some context for people who will listen to this again, um, Patrick. Um, how did you start your coffee journey? Uh, well. 
that is a, that is usually a long answer, but the, the short answer Keep is that short, I was, yeah. yeah, I was working with, um, um, I was an employed CEO of a, a basically a startup consultancy company in Gothenburg where I lived. Uh, one of my customers ended up being Damateo, which is a coffee roastery in Gothenburg. And I basically jumped out of university to take over this consultancy company and was pushing that for three years and felt that it, w it was a time in Sweden where entrepreneurship was really cool. Um, whereas we were running around, you know, Sweden, San Francisco, Silicon Valley, Australia as well, actually. And we were kind of pitching all of these solutions to problems, but we never really did anything proper. We just got a lot of money and pitched a lot of ideas that never became real. And I was kind of drained out and not so happy with that. And I met this coffee roastery, especially uh, Mats Johansson, which is the founder of that company, very important person in my life. Um, and yeah, he just got me hooked in coffee. I was in San Francisco um, in, at, at Four Barrel back in the days when they were still like legit, um, ho or hopefully, I don't know. But, um, and uh, I was asked by one of the baristas there uh, if I was uh, competing in, in Barista Cup, like this coffee competition, because I went to that shop every single day for like three weeks. Um, and he thought I was in coffee. I wasn't in coffee. I just drank coffee, right? And I went back home to Sweden, and I just asked Matze Damateo what, what's up with this competition. Uh, and he's one of the original founders of the competition, actually. Uh, and it turned out that they would host a competition at Damateo like a month later. Uh, and I asked, can I compete? Uh, and he asked me, do you know anything about coffee? I said, no. Uh, and then I asked him, what do I need to know, right? And he had this, um, they had this lab in the roastery where he basically said, well, you just come in and practice, right? So that meant from four to six in the morning, I would be in that um, um, lab training by myself, you know, trying to figure out how to steam milk and, you know, use it like a, a rober master grinder and all kinds of stuff. Um, and yeah, I was in there like every morning for a month um, and competed and thought that was pretty, I mean, I wasn't very good, but I also wasn't very bad. And I thought that was pretty funny. So he asked me if I wanted to start with coffee. I went through a four month period where we basically handed over, sold the company. And then I started to do dishes at Damateo. So which probably a long which answer, are, but that's basically no, no, no. It, it, it's it's super relevant and I love it, and and it opens up many other questions that I have in my mind. But I need to be quick. Um, well, first, I appreciate that you say that you started from doing dishes. It's something very important. I think many people want the end product. Many people want to become a barista, world champion, or a shop owner, but not many understand that you need to start from the bottom and make your way up to learn, right? Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's, I think it's so, it's so important, right? And I did, I mean, I went from, a, you know, CEO of a short, small company, but, you know, a, a pretty nice, comfortable position very early on in life to basically do dishes for a shit salary, right? And I actually, I started, I basically started again, so three times in, in, in my life was first from, from uh, that company into Damateo and then I spent two and a half years at Damateo, had a great time, learned a lot it, and made like a lot of money for being in the coffee industry. Could do whatever I wanted. I visited MICE for the World World Barista Championship in Melbourne. Uh, like they just sent me to wherever I wanted to do. And then I moved to Berlin and from Berlin, I took like at least a 1500 euro pay cut uh, to work for like 850 an hour 
um, as as a production roaster at, at Favi for you know two years, which is also kind of bullshit. But you know, it, it's it's important to people are rushing too fast. People don't learn things properly. People don't have respect for the craft that that is coffee. Uh, and as you say, people want to go from a zero to a hundred like in one day. And I'm all for for pushing fast and and uh, there's no need to be lazy but i mean it takes it takes a bit of time right yeah and i think what you said at the very beginning really resonated well with me which is like entrepreneurship became cool at some stage and this hostile coach i was born i was talking about the chris backer just a few days ago yeah. but i think that has generated a lot of dark areas of within that because People are finding themselves burning out, chasing money rather than passion, and doing shit that they don't like, right? Mm. You know, you didn't like, I don't think that you enjoy very much doing those pitches as much as you like doing coffee. And you would do still coffee with less money involved because coffee is what you enjoy, and like you say, it's a craft. So mm. how important is for young people, in your opinion, to start being more humble and appreciate and start cultivating your passion over being stuck into a good job. Mm. How can someone go, hey, you know what? I don't like what I'm doing, but it's good money. Or my mom or my dad or society tells me I should be doing this job. Mm. I mean, I think it's, uh, it's, it's important to, to first kind of reference that, you know, people have different goals in life. And um, I, for myself, I have a, I have a big brother that, uh, you know, pretty early on in life decided that, you know, jo a job for me is somewhere I, you know, I, w I need to be comfortable. I need to make a lot of money. And then I invest all of that money into, into my free time. Right. Uh, and, and he does that, you know, 500%. Right. So um, it, it's, you know, it, there's no right or wrongs here. Um, I would more answer from the perspective of if, if you actually want to do something in coffee uh, as in like, you know, create, create a company that, you know, is, is maybe relevant or, or actually, you know, win a world championship or whatever, right? Then, um, you know, you, you need to put the effort in and need to, it's more important, especially early on, to work with the people that have the knowledge to take you there uh, rather than get that money, right? Like, first of all, one, we're in coffee. None of us is really making any money, right? Um, I think that's important to, to state, right? There's very few rich people in the coffee, uh, unless you're, you know... CEO of Starbucks or whatever, right? But if you're in the specialty <laughs> coffee industry, you know, you, no, I mean, it's, it's so like, it's a 1% that, that are able to get to a point where maybe they started a really successful company, they sell it and therefore make a lot of money. But, you know, as, as an employee, there's definitely a limit, right? Um, but again, I mean, you to, to be able to get to that point first, you need to know something about what you're doing, right? And I think that's the issue where people don't really... Uh, people don't actually, you know, learn stuff properly, um, and and therefore they're actually not able to um, to get to an interesting point, right? So so knowledge first, money later, uh, is my kind of pitch. And I mean, you know, we uh, how much money do you actually need, right? Uh, I, we have these conversations, you know, every day basically, right? Whereas, uh, you know, should you what what's more important for you, right? And and I have a lot of respect for those that think that money is the most important part, and you know, go for it, right? Hundred um, percent. But um, it's, it's just not how I'm pushing things personal. Hundred percent. I love it, and I think that humility and being quite true to yourself and your values is so key these day and age. I guess I was referring to those uh, 
get get rich quick schemes and the uh, flexing cars and there's a lot of thrown to that so everybody jumps on these yeah. trends where I mean, you know what i mean yeah and but i think I, that I think we I'm, can we, sorry go on no go for it go for it now i was gonna say we could spend probably a, a whole nother episode on this topic too actually it's just very interesting for sure mm. love your perspective I, mean, i think i'm lucky you know i'm i'm, I'm scandinavian and i think by by default like scandinavian culture is is you don't brag about money you don't even if you have it you you know you drive a, a normal car you live in a fairly normal house you don't go around trying to to kind of you know showcase how much money i have uh if, if you actually had some right so it's just not what what this culture is is funded upon so to speak so i think we're ahead of fairly good starting that's super important point to begin with right yeah. super important yeah and then and then parenting comes second you know i love my parents because ultimately no matter what their opinion was their last question mom's last question was always are you happy mm. and mm. and that's it if i answered yes she was happy so i mm. think that's another element happiness and if you can sleep at night you're you're really winning if you're adding value you're sleeping at night and you're happy you're winning no matter if it's five, six, seven, nine digits in your bank account doesn't matter 100% but obviously money is essential for commodity um and, yeah, yeah, and sure. then you started sorry go on. oh that those about it like i mean it's it's you especially running a business right you you learn pretty quick that if you don't have money coming in there's an issue right uh so it it, it the whole's value right but um it's it's just a matter of of like first one how how do you like do so as april for example we don't we from the beginning we do things the way we do things um always uh it's an extremely um kind of a personal expression the whole company in the sense that the people in here decides the quality of what we're doing and we're not doing things just because we can make more money doing certain things right quite the opposite right so uh money is in, important but do you allow money to shape your company or do you shape your company from from the inside so to speak and then kind of hope that you can get some money from that or enough money to pay rent to staff right and i think that's also really important because in in coffee i think um unfortunately to some degree we we see a lot of companies that that you know they they do things that maybe they from a quality perspective they shouldn't do right or or you know cop you know our coffee shop here is is the first shop in Copenhagen i think second shop in in Europe that only does coffee um like nothing else there's nothing as you can get here uh unless it's made by April it's not in the shop i think to to mention the boys about the only one else in that does that fairly successfully right so um it's a good example of of how we push stuff right so we would make a lot more money if we also had croissants right or you know iced oat latte or whatever right but we just don't have that because we don't like that nothing wrong with it we just don't necessarily like it ourselves i love it man i'm so already inspired by the fact that a you started a brand new coffee shop which is a brand new concept in the midst of a pandemic you went all in and uh, yeah um Yeah, I'm going to let that just a few concepts that you're throwing because I think it's very valuable for people to have a re-listen to what you just said. I love mm-hmm. it. Um and I mean, since you started your roastery and cafe, uh you've been, you know, pushing the boundaries of coffee based on your pillars and you know, you are definitely a, a pioneer and someone that we look up to as far as the coffee community goes. Um how important is the concept of constant improvement to you? 
uh, it's it's everything. Like if you if you if you at least if you're not trying to continuously improve, then then don't do it. Right. I I still firmly believe, and it. it's true. When I started the roastery, uh, it's true now. When we start the the kind of coffee bar as well. The world doesn't need another roastery. The world doesn't need another coffee bar, right? You need to understand that within the coffee community, right? The, the industry, the world doesn't need you, right? By default, I think a lot of people starting a company feel that in some, uh, um, in some way that they, you know, all of a sudden now just because you started a company, everyone needs you, right? And that's really not true, right? So you need to, if you, if you want to do that, you need to bring something else to the table. Otherwise, I would say don't do it, right? And that, that's kind of part of why we're continue to, um, to uh, you know, get stuff done and, and do new things, right? And, and trying. To, I'm not saying that we're succeeding in all aspects of what we do, but we're trying very hard to bring another perspective to coffee. Um, because if we were just going in doing what what all of these other companies have already done before us, then there's no point in, in having us, right? Um, that's very important, right? And plus, that you know, April is not forever, right? Like, I'm not going to do April for the rest of my life. It's not the, it's not the last thing I do, right? There'll be a time where, where you know, I don't, I'm not associated to April anymore. Um, so I kind of want to push as much as I can now, so that I, 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 you know, I'm inspired now. I want to do things. Let's get that done, so that I can, um, I can leave it one day, right? And kind of be happy leaving it. And then whatever happens with April, then I have no clue, and it doesn't really matter. But uh, it's not a. It's, I mean, I do the same same thing in life as in like I don't believe someone should do the same thing every single you know day of the rest of your life. I believe we should grow as as people, and um, therefore it, it makes sense if if I'm not with April for forever as well. Yeah. Well, you're you're building and Ligubiana legacy, uh, which is extremely important, and I like what you said about you know oh, we, the world doesn't need another coffee shop. Uh, do you think that when people think that are driven a little bit by some sort of entitlement and ego where they're like, you know what I'm saying? I think once you remove that entitlement and you start thinking more around adding value and doing new things and improving, once you're adding value, and it could be simply adding value to a community, digitally, farm, adding value to your local people or adding value to whatever it is, you know, by educating or by giving more access to certain elements of a coffee shop. I don't know, but this, as long as you're at forefront, you focus on adding value, then, then you kind of fail because you're going to still pushing yourself to improve like we were just talking about. Yeah. And I mean, I think as a, as a, just a reference point for, for creating, and this goes from, from anything you do in life, whether it's uh, like taking a shower in the morning, cooking food, starting a company, um, every aspect of your life, whenever you do something, you are taking resources from the world. Bottom line, there's, there's no way of doing anything without taking some kind of resource, whether that's like you breathing in air, um, you know, you're, you're taking a shower, you're using water, um, you know, you're cooking food, you're, you're using these groceries, you're creating a coffee roastery, you're taking a piece of the market. And what you need to ask yourself is, um, on a bigger picture, am I doing the industry a favor or am I just making it harder for the companies that already do a great job doing what they do, creating value? Um, 
and and therefore, unless I create a new added value, I'm actually making the industry worse rather than making it better, right? Because there are some companies like we always give companies shit for like especially larger companies, we give them shit for whatever, right? But larger companies often does a lot more value for the industry, uh, for their community than, than a small company would ever do, whether you want that or not, or like that or not, right? Um, so, it's, you know, it's, it's April starting as a roastery, let's say in Copenhagen, we're gonna detract some focus from other roasteries already existing in Copenhagen, right? So then the question is, can April create value in Copenhagen uh, and, and in the coffee industry at large that the companies in Copenhagen aren't already creating. And unless April feels that, okay, we can do that, then April should basically stay the hell away. Um, and I think that's a, how you need to look at it from, from, from starting a company because you're pooling a bunch of resources from all around you, right? Both like in your you know, close you know, family and friends community, um, as in like you're, you're pushing them through a lot of stress, a lot of challenges. You're pushing your local community uh, to to a lot of stress. Your competitor a lot of a lot of additional stress as well, right? Um, so you need to. There's a fair amount of reflection that should go into you starting a company, um, rather than just kind of jumping in starting a company, which I think a lot of people, especially in coffee, you know, you do it out of passion, right? But don't do anything out of passion. Is is the worst reason to do anything, right? Uh, because you need to. You need to be a lot smarter by that, right? Uh, passion is, is um, uh, you know, igniting the flame to kind of going back into kind of roasting charm. Uh, but you need you need the machine and the foundation to to be able to ignite that flame to begin with. <laughs> Nowadays, yeah, sorry for that. But uh, wow, uh, no, I, that, that, I think about this. No, no, a lot, this so. is. I, I love it. Like, I mean, we give for granted resources. I mean, you're talking to someone who is. I mean. Not to brag, but you know, like, you know, I'm 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 very I'm very big in terms of minimalism and certain type of diet, which I don't want to preach on this channel, and a certain amount of what, how is my action today impacting tomorrow's? You know, what what am I leaving behind by tracing and by being? here, here, and here. And like you said, it's from your shower, from your breathing, from your catching transport or driving, let alone stacking a business that includes a lot of more resources. So, like David just dropped one word, what you said is a fact, mm. but it's a very deep fact, like Ted says. And it is, uh, I will I mean, which is, that. Which is an issue, right? Because it shouldn't, of course it is. I mean, it, it, yeah, but, but, but it's also, it should be, it should be uh, shallow in the sense that I want people to reflect on this. Of easier, course. Right? Because it's a very, if you think about it, it makes, it makes a lot of sense, right? Um, and and it's, it's also not new knowledge in any way. Like there's, there's um, you know, a lot of, like mo most of my mentors and, and where I get most of my inspiration and knowledge, first of all, one, none of it is in coffee. Uh, second of all, two, most of them are dead. Uh, so these, this is old ideas and old thoughts, right? So the, the people before us, it's the same with if you want to start a roastery or whatever you want to do. We actually did kind of a podcast series about this as well. Like, you know, people in this industry have already gone through every single thing you're, you're about to go through. Uh, basically, so 
you know, learn from that, right? Learn from, you know, there's, I, I believe is very little new in the world in general, right? All information, all approaches, everything you need to succeed is, is, is here or been here in the past, right? So it's just a matter of kind of sinking into it. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, I, that's I, a lot of philosophy for, for these people now. So maybe we should uh, do something. No, 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 no. This is, this, is exact, this is actually what I would like to talk more on the podcast anyway. I think mm. there is so much... There is so much uncapped potential at adding value to people more than, I mean, there is value in talking about coffee and go technical, but I like variety because this is actually my passion. I think helping people at scale, you can help them from philosophy to practical solutions, mm. mentorship, recommending a book, teaching how to brew, and it goes in a circle. You know, mm. all elements have a place within the chain of that helping chain for one person, 10, 100, 1,000, 10,000. So what I love about mentors is that they help people at scale. For me, I go micro and say always to this podcast, even if I'm adding value to one person, I'm winning. Mm. And even if that person is me, even if mm. I've just added value to myself from hearing what you said, that's already winning. Mm. But a lot of times we measure success with numbers, often with a dollar sign in front or number of followers, number of views, number of likes. But why? Why? When? Yeah, I think that's, yeah, for sure. Especially in the coffee world, right? It's amazing how, you know, uh, a, a company's success, for some people at least, is based on the amount of Instagram followers you have. I mean, it's complete, utterly bullshit, right? Um, and it, it's, it's still one of, I, I had a, um, a, an old friend in here this morning and we, we discussed that same thing. And I said, the biggest mistake I ever did with April was to putting it online. Uh, like I should have never done that because there's nothing good that comes out of it. And, and business-wise, it doesn't make you better. It really doesn't. It doesn't help you sell more coffee. Um, it doesn't do anything um, apart from um, you know, basically giving you more more hours a day on your phone, right? Which is uh, really completely relevant, right? I mean, it's I like to believe we do something like we do, you know, the podcast, the YouTube channel, stuff like that to, to create value and information. I think from that perspective, it makes sense. Uh, but apart from that, I think it's completely um, complete bogus. I think I think I think there's a lot of I think there's also a lot of ways that people are doing it wrong as well in terms of like. The problem that I have with social media is exactly what you just said because because of all the bullshit built up on top of it, therefore we feel compelled that we should do certain things a certain way. Mm. Then it creates mental health issues, uh, comparative, comparative issues. So you have people that generate eating disorder because they think they should be looking a certain way. It generates self-esteem issues because we think that we should have this much money, this type of car, this many followers. Mm. But the problem is that a lot of times is the perfect body is built on Photoshop. A fiery mm. Lamborghini is being rented for just a, a few hundred dollars for the day. And it's not real. I think there's still a space. I think there is still a space to show what's real in social media and online. And it's our duty to do so and just post and do what it's real to us and our values rather than going, mm. 
and go back into those mistakes that people do a macro for sure. Mm -hmm. um, speaking of which, I mean, I think digitally speaking, storytelling with context is better than just content. Often the content is too transactional and too fake and too superficial. Mm versus I think content creation for a business or a personal brand should be built on context, relevance, value, and storytelling because we've been telling stories since the day of cavemans, next to a fire on a campfire, talking about the stars and the moon and the planets. So we can tell stories and we can still make it relevant and valuable. Sure. Yeah. I mean we wouldn't be here if I didn't know about April. So I still feel grateful for that that you put yeah. online. I mean, it, it's you know, sure, it, it's it's always and you know, everything has always had multiple perspectives and, and, and stories in that perspective, right? So it's you know, you you may not approve on one aspect of it, but another aspect might be good, right? But um, I still I still firmly believe that April as a as a business, maybe not as a brand, but as a business, would do just as well if we were an offline company versus uh, being an online company? 100%, 100%. Because what I get, gauge from you is also that you love people. There's sure. a connection that you make. Therefore, at the end of the day, I'm not sure what's your core passion, but from the way you speak and we just met, uh, you went deep in a philosophical conversation with someone earlier today. So it means that connecting with people is one of the fundamentals of coffee. It's one of the pillars because no matter how delicious is a cup, without people, we wouldn't have pickers, farmers, producers, roasters, baristas, and me grabbing that coffee and drinking it. Mm. So sharing a cup of coffee with people and talking with people, and you can do that offline very easily, of course, into your shop, especially now where you just serve coffee it's coffee and connection with humans more than coffee plus food croissants. Yeah, for sure, which, which is really cool, right? And I'm, I'm, I'm having a lot of fun. I mean, we're, you know, we're one and a half week uh, old to the shop, right? So it's, it's brand new, but it is really fun. It's really, it's, it's really dynamic. And it's, um, it's um, like off, offline is just such a better format to explain anything. Uh, I mean, this this is nice as well because it's still it's still some kind of conversation, right? But even here, we're missing things because we're not in the same room, right? So we're missing body language, we're missing a lot of the vibes in in the conversation, right? So um, having being in the same room just just makes a big difference. I I couldn't agree more, and hopefully you come down to Melbourne for the worlds uh, soon. If it, I, if it happens, I, if it still happens. Some, someone told me yesterday that it's straight, Australia is not going to allow um, um, international people to come in until next year. Look, the, we, we all waited on Melbourne because Melbourne has started. I mean, I'm in Melbourne, but the virus has spiked up again. Uh, but um, hopefully we'll be able to have at least international people be able to fly in for work. But it's all, nobody knows, but hopefully we can meet in person and have a offline conversation because I would love to have that for sure. Um, yeah, sure, sure. 100%. Uh, big vibes. Uh, they, yeah, anyway. Um, and speaking of which, probably we're a halfway mark and uh, based on my structure, I always ask this question. Um, if you could, and it doesn't have to be coffee, uh, who would you like to have dinner with, Patrick? 
I mean, on on the subject of philosophy, I have a very specific um, person in mind. But uh, I mean, he's he's very much not alive anymore. But um, I mean, my uh, my real focus, uh, maybe in life, is would be more philosophy than coffee, if that makes sense. I see coffee as a as a hobby, and and philosophy as my work. Um, it would definitely be uh, Marcus Aurelius, which is and for those that don't know, it's an old Roman emperor, uh, famous for. Uh, a book of meditations he did in the past, which can still be discussed whether he actually did that or not. But let's see this general assumption at least. And uh, he was one of the uh, kind of last Stoic philosophers uh, or active Stoic philosophers of the past. Um, and he's basically, uh, it doesn't go a day without me reading that book, basically, just just to some degree, right? It could be just a sentence or a page, but... but uh, that's been a very big part of my life the last basically five years, six years when I when I started to study Stoicism properly. So um, it will be that. Or if if you guys want something actually, someone actually alive, uh, the coolest company and, and one of my personal biggest inspirations is a guy called Dave Tate. Um, he's runs one of the most successful um, powerlifting gym equipment supply companies in the world called Elite FDS. Okay. Uh, so that's that's actually where most of my inspiration from starting a business comes from. Um, and I borrowed a lot of the, the approaches that he has uh, into April. So from a business perspective, that's my biggest inspiration. Yeah. Well, basically, we shouldn't worry about the things that we can't control, right? Basically, yeah. Talking about Mark Aurelius, yeah, um, yeah, that's a big book. Uh, I agree. Um, cool, that's a very cool answer. I haven't had that so far. Um, and and in terms of philosophy and coffee, can you sort of bring the two to life together? Is there a way where you find yourself applying the two and just? Yeah, sure. I mean, it's it's um, um, like yes, yes, and no. Like the philosophy of Stoicism is is a, a practical philosophy in the sense that it's it's not so much reading a book; it's it's how you live your life. So, I mean, in in everyday, for sure, right? Uh, it might be harder for people that that are not so into it to, to kind of see it and understand it, but it's basically the the foundation of more or less everything I do, right? So whether that's competing in coffee competitions, roasting or, or structuring April as a company, um, it's a very much um, it's very much based on that, right? And I think it's very helpful for anyone running a company as well because doing coffee is very difficult to begin with, as in coffee as a as a roasting, brewing, sourcing is a very difficult task. And adding running a company on top of that, which is a different kind of tasks. And it's not always that a person is suitable to do all four of those, right? I would say people are probably not suitable for that, right? Um, so you need some kind of, um, you know, operation system or, or some kind of structure to guide you through all of that. Otherwise, it becomes really, really messy, I think. Um, and you need to be able to see things very clearly if you're, if you're, if you're doing what I do because there's so many different aspects of it. Um, so yeah, sure. Every, every day. That's yeah, that's, I think, and also it's a good way to sort of going back to the very start, which is the purpose and the values around what we do is just so fundamental to be able to 
go to sleep in a certain way, wake up sure. in a certain way. So yeah, yeah. I, I get it. Uh, I mean, you if you if you simply, I mean, there's two simple things you need to do every day, basically, and and if you do that, you'll be fine. And that's just practice your body, practice your mind. So, like physical training, mental training, that's it. And I think when we talk like physical training, most people can relate to that to some degree, right? It's you know, do something with your body, um, go to the gym or do something in your apartment, whatever. And then mental training is, I mean, it's often misunderstood as this very complicated thing. It can be, you know, journal for five minutes. It can be, you know, uh, one of the things I've, I find people not doing these days is just like, like be alone, like sit alone and think, right? No one is alone today and if you are alone you're either watching your phone you're listening to music or watching tv or netflix whatever you do right but i mean turn all that off and sit in a room quietly alone for like 10 minutes most people freak out after one minute um, because they're so uncomfortable with themselves or the the thoughts that comes out of that uh, you know if you just do that then you'll be fine right it's not much more complicated uh, like it's just us making things very complicated and the beauty of being uncomfortable is that that's where growth sits. Sure. There is no growth without uncomfort. I mean, both with the body and the mind, right? So what I was talking originally in the first episodes of this podcast series is that with coronavirus, been, you know, with the lockdown, the quarantine, there's been a spike of mental health issues. And I believe firmly it's because all the sudden people have found themselves alone with themselves they're not used to have a conversation one-on-one with ourselves because it's uncomfortable and we're not used to it and all of a sudden a few things come to surface that we don't like such as i'm not such a great husband and as, as i thought i was i'm not that great friend that i thought i was and all of a sudden that spikes up different moods different chemicals within the body and you're exactly right we don't last a minute out of 10 just sitting there and think um, out of curiosity for personal uh, curiosity, because that's something that interests me and I've been practicing for a while. Uh, what's your take on breath, breath work? Um, I, I don't do any of it. Um, uh, or I, I should say like this, I don't do any of it outside of the gym, if that makes sense. So it, it turns out that the, a lot of the, um, it's just many different ways to reach the same thing, right? Um, and it turns out in, in, for example, heavy lifting in the gym, a lot of the breathing you do to, to stabilize your core is very similar to most of the like separate breathing exercises, exercises people have. Um, and I think it's also just about finding, you know, finding a version of it that fits, fits you as well. Um, and, and for me, I haven't, I had a time when I did that, I had a time where I did, you know, ice cold shower every night. Uh, and I mean, that's fine. And I used to like time how long can I stand in, 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 a, in an ice cold shower and you end up, you know, okay, maybe you're up at 30 minutes, but then you realize one day, okay, but it's not so fun to stand in an ice cold shower. Right. So then you, you know, I try to also find stuff that I, that I actually like doing and um, the breathing exercises I haven't moved, which was very linked to the, the um, ice shower because you have a, I mean, you probably know that the ice man, what's his name? Uh, Wim Hof. Uh, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. He has a he is one of the biggest on, on breathing protocols, right? And and then to cope with that that shower, you do a breathing exercise before and also in, inside of the shower. Uh, and it's amazing how much it actually works because it really does. Um, 
but as as with all everything you do, it's the same with running a business or roasting coffee or competing in coffee, whatever you do. You need to find a system that allows you to practice every single day um, for a very long time. So it needs to be something you want to do continuously, right? Because that's why everyone goes goes fault. People go fault in diets. People go fault in training. Because you don't structure things uh, for for you to be able to do it continuously over a long time, right? And and it's a cliche, but it's true. Like every kind of improvement, it's two things. One, it's a marathon, right? It takes a shitload of time to do anything that is authentic and real and will make a difference. Two, it's a continuous uphill battle, right? So a lot of people, uh, this is especially true in terms of like relationships with family and friends when you're running a business. If you're one of those saying that, okay, but you know, yeah, it's just a lot now. And then, you know, in a few months, it's not going to be so much bullshit, right? It's, it's business will be a continuous uh, a challenge or, or in that sense, an uphill battle, right? It's never going to get easier. So you need to find a structure where you can cope with everything in life and your business and your coffee. Like when I practiced for the world championship, I practiced 45 minutes a day for six months. That's it. I didn't do anything else, nothing else. Uh, where a lot of people, we, we talk to to our athlete program now, like when they train, they go like, oh, I'm going to train for two full days and do this and this. And they burn themselves out within a week and then they don't train for a month, right? Uh, and then if you look at the combined training time of four to five minutes per day or 30 minutes per day, even over six months uh, versus, you know, a chunk here, nothing here and a chunk here, then you actually end up training a lot more if you just do it. You know, it's the same, you know, people don't, don't want to read books, right? But if I could read a, read a page of a book every single day for a year, and you're going to read a lot more than you just trying to read one book. You know, I'm going to read all of this book in one week and then just you end up not reading for two years. Right. So people make it so difficult where right? it's actually so easy. Um, man, I wish, yeah, I wish you weren't in Copenhagen. I mean, look, and, and I was actually talking about this recently with someone, right? The famous uh, 30 day challenges, right? You know, 30 days, yep. cold showers. But actually, what I worked out myself is nothing to do with the cold showers or prep work. But if you don't actually have a purpose, and the purpose, it can be summed up in a small but big word, which is called why. Mm. And if you don't actually put that action and you treat it as an accessory that goes in the molecule of your belief system. So examples cold showers for someone who really cares about the environment really sticks with you forever because then you know why you're doing it rather than oh i'm just gonna do cold showers for 30 days you need a purpose and a linking reasoning as well otherwise like you said you do it you push yourself for so long you stretch 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 and you take a step longer than your leg, we say in my country. Hmm. Versus steady, regular steps are gonna get you there. Are gonna get you further because it's the marathon. You speak my language, brother. A thousand percent. Yeah, that, that's cool, right? And I think it's it's and it's linking back to this whole Corona deal, right? It's also which, to be fair, I haven't always been very good at. But the thing is, I'm taking very very few breaks in my coffee time as in i've basically been pushing uh whether that's training brewing roasting or whatever i do business it, it's basically been non-stop for for you know 
seven years in coffee now, maybe eight, I don't know, eight, yeah, seven years. Um, and, and I can do that without being tired, without being burned out because, you know, I'm, uh, I have another part of life where I do other shit, right? And uh, I do that continuously, right? Um, whereas you need to find a, a balance in between everything that, again, allows you to, to kind of keep on going. And I think Corona for me personally has been uh, a very good reminder of that I haven't had enough stuff that isn't coffee. Uh, because, you know, Corona really gave more time. And I think that time has, has made April a lot better, right? And we need to find a process to create more of those breaks continuously um, in, in years also without global pandemics, which hopefully we can, we can avoid at least within the near future, right? And it really starts from what you said before, which is it starts from working on those two things you got to do daily, your body and your mind. And like you said, it doesn't have to be super complicated that you need to meet the Dalai Lama or you need to be Arnold Schwarzenegger. You know, it starts from stretching five minutes whilst you watch TV. It starts from a five-minute garden meditation if you don't know how to do it without the guidance. It really starts from very little and you build from there. Just as it starts from washing dishes before you can progress. It's just the yeah. same principle. You start with one push-up one page of a book a day then you start doing 10 and you read a book every fortnight it's actually quite simple if you think about it it's, it's super simple right but super you need simple. to you need to you know and again we, we talked about this before right but you're adding something new in into your life that means that something else needs to go right so netflix has to go <laughs> i mean i'm not saying permanently but you know maybe not do two hours netflix a day which to be fair you know most people kind of do which is weird or watch like YouTube videos forever or whatever. I mean, you, you always, it's the same with like physical training, whatever you do, gym training, people always add too much without taking something away. And you know, that, that never, that never works, right? So you need to find that, find that structure and that structure continuously you need to change. One of my favorite examples is I'm a huge um, uh, Winston Churchill fan. Like Churchill is just amazing in, in, in what he accomplished, what he did and, and all of these things he does. And one of his, um, things or processes he started with quite late in life because he, he felt he needed to get away was actually bricklaying, which is an extremely like, you know, crafty, hands-on, kind of dirty, shitty job to do. But he got really fascinated by actually just, you know, putting bricks on top of each other, basically. Uh, and, you know, if someone like Churchill, with everything he did in life, uh, you know, basically saving the world, um, you know, a, a bunch of other stuff as well, painter, writer, bricklayer. If he can make time for that in his life, then why can we not make time for that, right? Because none of us, especially in coffee, saving the world, right? Uh, we, we, uh, you know, we really don't. And I think people also need to understand that, right? Whereas, you know, I'm all for coffee and I love it. I'm, I'm obviously in it, right? But, you know, there, there's a limit to how important that is in the world. That was one of the first thing that one of my coffee mentors told me when I was working for a large coffee roasting company called Tobbs Estate Coffee Roasters, um, where actually Simon works now, funny enough. Um, cool. And, um, and basically, I was just, uh, I don't know, I, was, I wasn't stressed, but I was like in a certain mood about a customer or whatnot. And Nick, who actually appeared in the chat, told me, Mirko, remember? we're not doing open-heart surgeries. It's just Very true. coffee. Yeah. 
Yeah. And since then, I was like, done. It's just coffee. I mean, I get it. We love it. It's a craft. You gotta be treated right. Sustainability. I get it. Respect for the art of it. But really, like you said, it's just coffee. We're not saving lives. Mm. No, I mean, for can sure. you imagine like open heart surgery? <laughs> the pressure. <laughs> No, sure. Right, and it's the same with with anything you do. Right, you need to see everything from from at least two perspectives at all times. Right, so you know the coffee needs to be the most important part of your life and the least important part of your life at the same time. Right, and I think that's when it gets really complicated for people because you need to be able to go in and out of it. Right, for you know people that write me and say I love coffee, dedicate my life to coffee. It's like. Well, that's nice, but the the best way for you to be the best you can be at coffee is probably not to dedicate yourself to coffee, right? Because there's so much about coffee. I learned most of the processes of, of uh, you know, coffee brewing. I learned from from uh, gym methodology, or you know, it, it's I never learn about coffee from coffee, if that makes sense, right? And I think people that don't understand that has a very hard time to 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 reach a certain level. Um, so the, the best inspiration you can get is, is often far away from from whatever it is you're you're doing most of your time on on your day, right? And it's definitely not on Netflix. It's also important to kind of understand. And would you say would you say that you know because we talked about a, about breaks, right? Having having a break is important on a macro scale, like coronavirus. Would you say that it's important also to create? very mini micro breaks throughout the day. Do you know what uh, I'm saying? Just yeah, step I mean, out and step back in. So, uh, I mean, the people that know, I'm going to just show something. Here. So, uh, people that know me, they, they, they see me spending, like, it's fair to say I spend the majority of my day writing in this book, right? Um, and I do that at all times, like morning, afternoon, evenings, doesn't really matter when, right? Uh, but I mean, to be fair, unless you're working shifts in a coffee shop where you actually have to like, you know, you know be there and serving people, but let's say you have an office job or, or, you know, running a company, whatever you do, right? Like about 5% of the time you spend in a day is probably you doing something relevant and 95% is complete utterly bullshit, right? Um, so I often recommend like take walks, takes a shitload of walks whenever you can, basically same for our staff and also for myself, like just go out and walk. I don't really care what you do. Uh, and they just write stuff, like write stuff down, um, that continuous reflections on, on, you know, what you're doing, what you're not doing, um, how you feel, how you not feel, um, as in like the actual value in terms of work that an average office person generates is nothing basically right um and a part of that is because they're not in tuned enough with themselves so you know the, the majority of your life should be spent uh working on yourself uh because if you want to help other people helping yourself makes a lot of sense right because uh it's the same in relationships whatever you like if you run a business and you're in a terrible state of mind as a person your business is going to be shit right same with if you, if you have a partner, right? If, if you're fucked, then your relationship with that partner will be fucked as well, right? So it's, uh, you need to spend uh, at least the majority of your day working on yourself. And I work more on Patrick than I do on April. 
and I work a shitload of time on April, you know, but it, it gives you a, a, you know, good example of a perspective, right? It's perspective. It's perspective, brother. Like that, it's a classic sentence. You can't love someone if you don't love yourself. Yeah, and, and that's so true. It's, it's cheesy as fuck, but it's so true. It, it right? is, but it's true. And it's perspective. Yeah. It's what you said. That 5% 95 got me goosebumps. Mm. There's an amazing book. I think everyone should read it. Um, it's also on the subject of, of, of Black Lives Matter and, and what, what the world is going through now. Which uh, one of my favorite authors, which is also very cliche to say that he's my favorite author, but there's a, a Canadian guy living in the U.S. called Malcolm Gladwell that has a bunch of, of famous books. Tipping Point is, is the one. But the more recent book he did, um, what was that? What was the name of that book? I forget it. Someone can Google it somewhere. But it basically, um, uh, what was it? It doesn't matter. No, talking to strangers. Yes. So it's about defaulting. So what are you defaulting to in life, right? So defaulting is basically you walk around in life and, and you know, ask yourself, why are you doing this task? Like, why are you approaching coffee like this? Am I approaching coffee like this because I made a deliberate choice to approach coffee like this? Or am I approaching coffee like this because everyone else in the industry is and I'm, whether I like it or not, I'm very inspired by that because we are very inspired by uh, the people around us, whether we want to or not, right? So that's really the, the point, right? Am I, do I have nothing wrong with oat lattes, but do I have oat lattes because I want to have oat lattes? Or do I have oat lattes because there's an industry that has created um, a need for it or, or basically educated the market saying that you should have, right? So deliberate actions and making sure that what I do is a deliberate action and it's not just a default, right? That I'm not, like you mentioned parents earlier in this conversation, it's, it's based on what your parents did when you were young, you're going to default into certain things, right? Which is, is nice and fair, but it comes a time in life where you need to ask yourself, am I defaulting to this because this is what my parents taught me or am I defaulting to this because this is what I'm actively choosing, right? And it has to be your choice at some point, which is usually a lot more difficult because defaulting is easy. That's why we look at Netflix for four hours a day because other people do it. It's part of the social community. You're supposed to discuss the latest Netflix series, right? Um, but is that really what you want to do? Like seriously, is it what you want to do? Have you actually asked yourself that? Or are you just doing that because your friend at work is doing that, right? Uh, and is that what's going to you know, generate any kind of value, right? And I think if... If you want to win a world championship, if you want to, I mean, I never won a world championship, so I can't really tell you what you need to do. But, you know, if you want to be fairly good at something, then, you know, um, ask yourself, like, what do you actually have to do, right? And are you on, are you doing that right now? And most likely you're not doing that. Like, people say they want to do it, but they're not doing it, right? Uh, because they're defaulting into stuff without even thinking about it. So that's why these daily breaks are so important. That's why reflecting is so important, right? Because... You need to stop asking yourself, what in life am I doing um, by default? And what if what in life am I doing by deliberate actions, right? And if your life is only deliberate action based on, on what you want to do because you have reflected on yourself, then you're going to live a very interesting and, and fun, nice life, right? And if you're just defaulting into shit, you're going to be miserable. Uh, it's it's I, not much more complicated. Now, we're kind of off topic here, but but I, no, 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 no. I, I, I was gonna say I can't top. I can't top that. What you just said is really meaningful, powerful, insightful, inspirational. And you know what? More than anything, 
it's real and relevant more than anything. Mm. It really is. That's why, that's why part of why we, we started the shop now as well, because I've been a bit pissed at the industry for being as, as negative as we are during the Patrick, corona time, right? Sorry for interrupting you. I didn't realize this. I should have inquired about We got oh, 20 really? seconds left. Uh, it's crazy. Uh, oh, we've no been here an hour. Uh, I didn't even realize. Um, You've been here an hour. I've been here for 40 minutes because I was late. Uh, all right. But, um, oh my God. Uh, thanks, dude. That was amazing. Yeah, Unbelievable. Thank you for you guys listening as well. Super nice to meet you. And we'll, we'll talk soon again.